Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Awaken Together podcast. I'm Jen. And I'm Kat. And today we are going to be sharing the art of holding space and talking about cord cutting. And we're going to give you a meditation to have your own cord cutting ceremony. Yeah, we're excited about this one. We were just talking through a couple um, aspects of these topics and we were just so much to say, (laughs) both on our own experiences and uh, things that we, we thought that you, our listeners, would be interested in hearing too. Yes. So let's start with talking about holding space. And I will share my take on this, cat, and then I'd love to hear kind of where your head goes when you think of holding space. But holding space for me was like I had no – this this was a practice that I did not – get any kind of example of growing up. And I really wasn't introduced to that kind of concept until I was in the yoga world, to be honest. Same sister. (laughs) Yeah. No communication in my household that was really appropriate and what it needed to be. So uh, holding space is really about learning to sit with someone who is sharing an emotion or a story with you, like really stepping into vulnerability and being able to just be in that space with them without having to make it about you, without having to necessarily offer advice um, and not, yeah, really not absorbing their energy, just being able to take it without it being so triggering for yourself. And so a few things to share from my take is I think I had to learn how to face a lot of my own shit before I could even sit in spaces with other people that were suffering with different things because it was hard when every time someone would share something heavy because I kind of have a empathic (laughs) um, connection to most people, I really, I could feel it so deeply and because it bubbled stuff up for me and I didn't know how to like really hold a wall in my own energy, I just think it would be really hard and I'd avoid it. And when someone got too deep, I would be like, oh, I'm sorry. And just like, you know, kind of not really know what to say, not really know what was appropriate. And so this has changed with the context of yoga because a lot of times at different workshops and events that even me and Kat have done, we'll have people sit across from each other and practice just looking into each other's eyes, taking turns sharing, and really having the other person just be a mirror for you without having to change, you know, their body language or nod and shake their head yes or no to like give you that validation. It's just sitting with people. Um, And one other thing I want to share so I don't forget on holding space is I think because of my neurodivergencies and the fact that I'm on the spectrum, I think I really struggle sometimes with knowing what people need from me in conversation. And so I've really had to get good at asking the questions for when holding space is appropriate. Like, are you wanting me just to be here? Is this a context where you're looking for um, advice, you know, and just asking those questions because the boundaries aren't always clear. Is this like a holding space time? Um, And I do think sometimes people do admire the fact that you can talk something out with them, but this is just little pieces of what I have had to learn for holding space. What about you, Kat? I'm so happy you said that because, (laughs) I mean, I... I'm not, I don't know if I'm neurodivergent. I mean, I definitely have some sensory things, but <laughs> I feel the same way. It's it's not totally clear to everybody, um, to anyone really, when somebody 
wants you to just listen and be there for them um, and hold space or if they want advice. And so asking, it's like the only person that knows is them because they're yeah. in their own mind and and we, we just can't read their minds, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think asking is the best way to do it. And it's something that Kyle and I have gotten in the practice of. Honestly, he's better at remembering to do that than I am uh-huh. <laughs> a lot same, of the time. Same, 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 same. Yeah, <laughs> our guys. Uh-huh. Oh, They're yeah. good listeners. <laughs> They sure are. Um, I go into fix-it mode a lot of the time with him, and that's been my practice is not just looking for solutions because that's what I was taught, but rather just like sitting there and holding space and sharing like a loving presence, looking them in the eye, showing that I'm listening and that I care with my body language, um, facing um, Kyle or whoever I'm holding space for with my shoulders, um, having like a soft expression on my face. Uh, not looking at my phone, just like being there fully present with them. Um, And yeah, with that, sometimes, like you said, too, being an empath, it can be really easy to absorb that and to, to go down in the pits with them, which might be necessary to go down with them. But that's not to say that you have to take everything on. And I think that's the other part of the practice is how do we put that energetic field up to block that to protect us a little bit um, so that we don't just take what's coming at us and let it affect the rest of our day. Right. Yeah. I, my like uh, thing that I always just keep in my head, especially when I'm engaging in conversation that's going deeper and we're facing some stuff either individually or together. I just really believe, and I've said this on the podcast before, but where we put our attention is where we send our energy. Um, and for me, if I, that, that picture is very helpful that when I'm focusing on something, I'm sending a line of energy to it. But whenever I need to call my energy back to me, I have to tune in inward. So I have to think of what my body's doing and how, like focusing on my breath, even how am I breathing? as I'm sitting here? What Mm -hmm. sensations am I picking up in my body when I am here? And that automatically, I feel like usually calls kind of the, we're going to take it into cutting the cord and looking at cords, but that calls my energy back. And so instead of drawing a line, it brings me back in. And when I'm holding space for people, first of all, when I stopped, I really had to, I think I had to learn the life lesson that like, people's problems has nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. Um, And even though, you know, especially in close friendships, we're navigating maybe some form of life together and it's very good for both parties to be heard. Um, Not every single person's emotional reality needs my full take. Sometimes just being able to vent and be able to do that less alone is like a night and day difference and feels so good. And when people were offering that to me in a more conscious space in yoga, I think I really started understanding that that was something I wasn't really offering a whole lot of people. I mean, it felt really good to to be able to have someone receive what I'm saying without having to change it or, um, yeah, expand on it just to listen. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And so when we want to be practicing um, some of this cord cutting and um, just setting our own boundaries energetically, that's that can happen either like from a normal conversation of holding space. Sometimes, you know, we might notice that we are feeling a little bit different after the conversation. And that's it. That's not to say that you did anything wrong or that you were too weak and your your field didn't go up, um, showing yourself some compassion there. But it can be a really nice exercise in practicing this. So to talk a little bit more about energetic ties, we've been mentioning this, but 
Um, when you have a relationship with a person or a place and there have been a lot of emotions, a lot of feelings, a lot of like experiences that tie you to them, that's when this energetic cord connects you to them or this place. Um, it can be a thing as well, like an object. So it's not to just say this is strictly reserved for people. Um, it's also these these deeper layers are really common in romantic relationships too. And some of the benefits that you might experience after um, you, you break these ties are just like a lighter feeling in your body, experiencing more energy, a zest for life that maybe you had, had felt a little bit dulled down for a bit. Um, I've also heard of people waking up easily more easily in the mornings when let's say they would be waking up pretty groggy for a while. Um, so it's just like a heaviness um, with these cords and you can even like picture a cord, like a black cord connecting you to someone um, that's like dead or stale or even gray and hairy. Like I think visualizing these cords can put some more meaning into it and help us just understand that connection that we still have with someone who maybe is no longer serving us. And that's not to say that it's right to vilify these people. I think it's all too easy to say like, oh, there's this negative person that I'm attached to. Um, maybe they're just not in the same place as you right now. So rather than victimizing yourself, villainizing them, um, cutting the cord and just letting yourselves be separately and understanding that maybe what once did serve you, both of you, um, it doesn't have to be the same. Yeah. Per perfectly said. And I think when we are doing any form of cord cutting, whether that be a meditation, we're going to share like how to do it with candles as like a ritual. Um, but regardless of what form it takes, it's not meaning to say that that person will never be in your life again, or you're never going to go to that place again, or mm -hmm. it's really just kind of a cleansing reset to um, really reflect on maybe how much energy you're putting towards that. Um, and I wanted to share just, uh, my personal experience with cord cutting. Um, I Please. think for me, <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> I think for me, I have shared, I had a huge, and this has been yeah coming up in my life at this point, just kind of reflecting on some of this too. Um, cause I can see my growth in it. So it's kind of been fun to, to sit with and journal, but I had a huge issue with codependency, which just means that I would put other people ahead of me all the time. It was kind of like an addiction um, versus I was never the type that was very addicted to substances or um, I, I used to brag that I didn't have an addictive personality when in reality I was so addicted to giving people advice, dealing with people's <laughs> lives for them. Like I would take someone's life and like love to be in charge of every single component. Like it just, it went far, um, which is the like peak problem of creating an energetic cord, <laughs> like for <laughs> real. And I had some um, friendships for sure that I just like, it was all consuming in my thoughts. Um, I really can, when I thought of it as an addiction, it's, it was really that serious. Like it would, I would think about someone like all the freaking time. And I really do deeply love and get attached to people very easily. So it's really important for me to have these kind of practices. But I think, uh, if you're, if someone doesn't come to mind or something specific doesn't come to mind that you need to do a cord cutting ceremony for or about, 
um, maybe picturing and just watching your thoughts. Like, is there someone that you think about like a lot? Um, maybe that is a partner that you're with, or maybe it is a close friendship, or maybe it is a space, but noticing how much something is consuming your thoughts, that's putting your attention somewhere and that's sending your energy out. And when your energy is getting sent away from you over and over and over, you're leaving your tank at a very, very low place. And it's very easily drained at that point. So when I did my first cord cutting ceremony, I had a friendship, um, maybe friendships, not the best term. <laughs> I don't know. But I had a person in my life that I just so deeply craved validation from, even though they were in a place where I think a lot of healing still needed to happen. And I was so damn determined to change that person and just have them understand that I care. And they just put me down like again and again and again. But I was so wanting to prove them wrong that it just consumed a lot um, of energy. And I did a cord cutting ceremony there. And it was I had a huge emotional release from it. I cried a lot. It felt really good to sit with the fact that that had consume so much of my energy and kind of call it back to me in a ceremony. And so, yeah, that was my take. Kat, give me some of yours. Yeah, gladly. Um, I know. I think like thinking of a, a person who's just affected you negatively for so long and cutting that cord, it can feel so liberating. And it's it's even like a subconscious thing, right? Of you might not even have realized how much that was taking a toll on you, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So for me, what comes to mind right off the bat is uh, my hometown, actually, North Massachusetts. Um, when I uh, think back or yeah, when I go back to 2018, when I first moved out to Colorado, I remember um, moving or sorry, visiting uh, Nord, my hometown, a couple times that year just to see family and and you know anything that brings you back home. And every time I would fly back, I would just feel this heaviness knowing that I was going back there, and I was like, why is it just like around this? especially this certain neighborhood that I used to hang out in a lot in high school. And I just like even driving through it, I would get a pit in my stomach. I would literally feel it in my belly, in my heart, and a bit of like racy thoughts in my mind. It was a full body experience. And it's because like areas hold energy, right? Mm -hmm. um, and without having the the knowledge that I have now, the the healing work that I've done, um, I didn't really do anything to those places in my mind, in my spirit. Um, and so whenever I just go back to them, it would feel like I just reverted back to that little 16-year-old um, who experienced all of these traumas in those spaces. So um, let alone all the people who had hurt me and who I had hurt too. It was just a lot of memories, a lot of hurt, hard, heavy feelings. Um, so I, the, my first time doing a cord cutting meditation, I cut my hometown, like the cord that I had connected with Norwood. And I just remember feeling so much lighter afterwards. And yeah, I had an emotional release. I was just crying. I'm like, oh my gosh, I had no idea even that like this one house harbored so much emotion for me there. And now whenever I go back and visit, I can see it for what it is of like these places don't have any control over me. Um, sure, I might still have memories there that doesn't change that, but I'm no longer leaking energy to them through my subconscious because I've had this experience um, that was really transformative for me. And I'd say, um, like Jen was just saying, uh, if you're 
not really coming up with someone right off the bat of like who you want to cut this cord with um, or someplace, I would recommend reflecting on your dreams of maybe who's someone or something that keeps recurring to you that when you wake up, you feel a little icky of like, why was that person in my dream? And just further exploring that some more, maybe journaling on it and seeing if there's anything unresolved there. Um, and that could be a focus for one of these experiences too, to cut. Beautiful. Love it. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. So, so much good stuff. I think this is a beautiful practice. Um, Kat is going to guide us in a meditation, but I was just going to share just uh, another technique that you could play with and use. We're going to try to put a video up for you of us performing this just so you can kind of see the visual representation. Um, if you have ever seen, you can do a cord cutting ceremony with like a really fun visual um, by taking two candles. You'll want to place them on something that's going to be safe as the wax comes down. So you can take like a couple plates. Um, you usually have it about like six, six inches or so apart from each other. And you're going to take twine or string and wrap it around the two candles like a couple times to where there's a bond. You'll set the intention that this is going to be a cord cutting ritual. You ask for protection and then you'll you'll visually say which candle is going to be you and then what the opposite candle is, whether that's a person or a place. Um, and then you'll light the candles at the same time. And I really have seen so many cool videos and representations of this. It really can kind of tell a story like for some, I've seen the twine cut right away from one person and like fall over to the other candle, like someone just like fully cut off that energy, which left you feeling like really uh, abandoned and alone. I've seen people's candles like go down together at the exact same time. Um, there's all these kind of interpretations that you can find just like online on different blogs on just how the candles present when you do this visual representation of a cord cutting. Um yeah, so well, I'll, I have uh, definitely a good one in mind, so I will try to mm -hmm. video it so you guys can kind of have the how-to breakdown of how to do that. And then just to share one other thing before Kat guides us in our meditation is even without doing one of these bigger rituals, if you don't have space for this meditation right now, I think really just remembering that when you focus on your internal world, you stop putting so much energy out into the external. I think it is so important that we have connection and love in our life, but we want our connections to fuel us as we fuel them, which it's never in a perfect balance, but I think that's really important. I definitely have better relationships in my life that I feel like are way more reciprocal than what I used to put myself through before kind of a spiritual awakening and really walking the spiritual path. But just keeping in mind, if someone is taking from you, you are worthy of having your own energy. Someone should not be um, just stealing from you every single time there's an engagement. And maybe that helps kind of provoke a person or a thought of what you maybe need to um, reflect on and maybe cut some of the energetic cords too. Awesome. Love it. Thanks, Jen. Yeah, I'm excited to see that video of you doing the candle burning. I'm going to try it out too. I'm excited. This is like a new a new resource yeah. uh, for me. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, everybody. So hopefully with listening to this episode so far, you have had something come to mind that you'd like to cut and bring some distance in between you, it, them. 
Um, if not, that's okay. I still encourage you to listen to this if you're in a place to do so um, and just see what it brings up for you. Now, in this meditation, we're going to call in the Archangel Michael, who's the Archangel for removing cords. Um, and he's also known for protection and just bring your energy back to you. And when we invite him in, his big light sword, it cuts through the cords that are attached to you. So that's what you can kind of envision with him and the energy that he brings. But know that if his energy does not resonate with you, um, that's totally okay too. Please feel free to use an alternative divine or light source, maybe your spirit guides, um, whatever does feel aligned. Step one, we're going to protect the space and call in some guidance. So just find a comfortable position, whether you're seated, laying, even walking if you're listening to this while you're out. Unhinge your jaw, soften your eyebrows, roll your shoulders up and down your back. Finding a small lift in your heart space. A little tuck through your chin so that you can lengthen through the crown of your head. And just imagine your crown chakra opening in this act of receiving. Begin to breathe a little bit deeper. Now, to protect this space, I'll begin with a little prayer. Thank you, guidance of the highest light and love for protecting this space and assisting me in cutting any unhealthy cords that are attached to me. Specifically, please help me release a cord with you fill in the blank. Specifically, please help me release a cord with. Archangel Michael, I ask for your divine assistance in cutting these cords. Now take a deep breath in through your nose. Let it go out through your nose. Allow your belly to relax and expand on the inhale. And fully release all air as your navel point glides back towards your spine on the exhale. Begin to notice where you feel the cord in your body. Let's take a little body scan. Many people feel it in their belly area, which is the home of the ego, our power center. Many people also feel it in their hearts, which is the home of emotions, or even their throats, which is the center of expression, voice, truth. You can't exactly feel where it might be right now. Just take a guess as to where it could be for you. And using your third eye, envision the cord that's attached to you. See it in your mind's eye. What color is it? What's its texture? 
What does a core that's draining your energy look like? Now see how the cord is attached to you and this other person, place, or thing. Send your breath to the space in your body where the cord's located. Move through it and notice how this feels. Now we call in Archangel Michael to cut this cord. First, feel his presence arrive. For me, I see big giant wings and golden light. Request that he help you release the cord by saying, Archangel Michael, please cut this cord between me and you fill in the blank. This cord is not serving our highest and greatest good, and I'm ready for it to be removed. In your mind's eye, picture the cord being severed by Archangel Michael's sword as it falls towards the ground and dissipates into white light. Continue breathing. And notice how your energy feels without this cord tying you to that person, place, or thing. You're welcome to repeat this. For as many chords as you'd like to release, asking the support and help of Archangel Michael, naming who this chord is attached to, and sharing why you're ready for it to let go. Once you feel lighter, like you have no further chords to release in this moment. We'll thank Archangel Michael and any other divine assistance that supported the release of the chords. Thank you, Archangel Michael and Divine Light, for releasing this chord from my being. Let's take a deep inhale through the nose. Open your mouth and release it all the way. Feeling that energy leave your space. And then return to your body by bringing your hands to your skin. Maybe rubbing your hands together, stamping your feet on the ground, returning to your physical presence and knowing that you are here right now. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> All right, friends. Well, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear any feedback that you have about um, the chords that you released, any other requests that you have for seasons um, or topics that you'd like covered this season. And we love you. Please hit follow, leave us a review, and let's continue to connect and awaken together.
拜拜。